Welcome to episode 106 of the Farm Exec Podcast. I'm Elaine Quilici, Editor-in-Chief of Farm Exec Magazine, here along with my co-host, Group Social Media Editor, Miranda Schmalfus. Farm Exec Magazine is a multimedia publishing brand that brings you the latest insights to master the science of success. On this week's episode, Miranda and I have the pleasure of speaking with Christy Shaw, CEO of Kite, a Gilead company. Christy talks about how CAR T-cell therapies are impacting cancer care and the lessons she's learned along her career path. Let's take a quick break from our sponsor, and we'll be right back with Christy. What if you had limitless access to customer insights, accelerated timelines, and set fees? At True Serum Network, we're fueled by connections in virtually every area of healthcare as part of MJH Life Sciences. The result? Audience-fed creative and more powerful content in less time. True Serum Network, releasing what's real. Find out more at truesterumntwk.com. Hello, podcasters. Today, Miranda and I will be interviewing Christy Shaw, CEO of Kite, a Gilead company. Christy is here to discuss her experience with CAR T-cell therapies and what it means for patients battling cancer. Thanks for joining us, Christy. Thanks for having me. So Kite is dedicated exclusively to the research and commercialization of CAR T-cell therapies. Where do you feel cell therapy has the most potential? You know, we're really at an exciting moment in time right now. And the most important thing we can do right now is deliver the potential that exists today of cell therapy. You know, we're laser focused on making sure that this current treatment is available to as many eligible patients as possible. For example, today, only two out of 10 eligible patients are actually receiving cell therapy. And remember, cell therapy is a potentially life-saving and potentially curable option. So if you respond to cell therapy, never having to take another cancer therapy the rest of your life and living your life normally is really a remarkable event that every patient that's eligible should have access to. What do you foresee being the greatest challenges in cell therapy in the next few years? You know, we've seen them now. The response rates that we see are incredible. 44% of patients are alive at four years. 43% of patients are alive at five years now that we just presented at ASH. Our six-year data will be the end of this year. Now, remember, these are patients who were told they have three to six months to live. And they're given cell therapy and they're alive years later. And if you can imagine, you know, family members that you may have that have been lost to cancer, that feeling when they were told they only have a few months left and now they're here years later. It's just, it's amazing. And the hurdles that we have is really education, educating those community oncologists about cell therapy for their patients with lymphoma or acute lymphoblastic leukemia. They don't see these patients every day. So making sure that they're aware that those patients can be referred and refer them. The education of the patients being aware of the therapy, making sure that they ask for it, that they know that this is an option before they take the next step. You know, I like to tell people when you get your diagnosis and your treatment pathway, get a second opinion. Because even if you love your physicians and they're really, really good, it never hurts and it gives you more confidence even if you do stay on the same treatment path. But we really need to educate patients that cell therapy is here and has the potential to save their life. CAR-T was just approved in an earlier line of treatment. 
what impact do you think this is going to have on patients? So this is really a historic moment in time. When they write the next chapter for the history of cancer or write the next book on the history of cancer, cell therapy is going to be front and center. Here you're taking a patient's own immune system and re-engineering it, giving it back so that it can fight their cancer and potentially cure them. And what we're seeing is versus standard of care, that this is better. So standard of care for second line diffuse large B cell lymphoma is an arduous process. You have to go through chemotherapy, high dose chemotherapy, and only 35% of patients actually make it to a stem cell transplant. Now, instead of that, you can go on to cell therapy, which doesn't require that high dose chemotherapy regimen and go directly to cell therapy. 94% of patients in the study actually made it to cell therapy versus the 35% that tried to make it to stem cell transplant. And the results clearly show after two years, patients were two and a half times more likely to be alive in the cell therapy arm than in the real world setting. So the impact to patients, if you can imagine not having to go through that regimen, not having to drop out, not having to wonder what you're going to do next. Those patients that actually went on cell therapy can actually go back to their normal life. We also had a quality of life as part of the Zuma 7 trial and found that patients returned to their normal life much faster than they did if they went down the traditional standard of care arm. So I'm talking a lot about the data, but for the patient and their family, it means getting back to their life sooner. It means the potential for a cure, a higher percentage of patients getting that potential for the cure and the ability to not to have to take another therapy, cancer therapy. So it's really, really a dramatic change in this 30 year standard of care stem cell transplant that we've been dealing with. That is very exciting. So how are you using lessons from the pandemic to transition into a post-COVID world? You know, we had some real heroic efforts during the pandemic. Here we have a cell therapy where patients are going to an authorized treatment center. They're giving their T cells, they're shipping them to us in California, and we were shipping them back to them. The pandemic hits, international flights are grounded, and we have patients' T cells, and these patients are all over the world. I remember in particular in Europe, how were we going to manufacture uh, patients' T cells? And this is a life and death matter. Team really came together. And when I say team, it's a kite community. It's our employees, the authorized treatment centers, the physicians, the, all of the healthcare employees. It's the regulatory bodies that allowed us to continue our operations during the pandemic. And through all of that, and even, you know, as we look at partnering with the airlines, with charter jets, being able to get these cells back to patients, our team delivered 100% of the time. And as we take those learnings, we still today continue to deliver patients their cells back 96% of the time. And it's an individualized therapy that they have to have their own cells. They can't just take something off the shelf or go down to the pharmacy or ask for another order. It's their cells that we individually for them re-engineer and manufacture and get back to them in, a, in the fastest time of all cell therapy companies. So it's really learning from the pandemic, continuing that quality that uh, has been persistent in the kite community and the partnership that's been so great. That's what we'd like to do. Another thing that happened during the pandemic was the regulatory partnerships that we had. We opened a site in Amsterdam 
virtually with the regulatory authorities, did a virtual inspection. And now Amsterdam is supplying all of Yaskarta for Europe. And so now we have two sites that are operational and a third site that'll be going up in Maryland mid this year. So pandemic really helped us learn, helped us improve, and, and we continue to take those learnings forward. I know you took some time off to care for your sister who had blood cancer. What did that experience teach you both personally and professionally? It's interesting. We're in this industry and you think you know a lot, but until you're actually on the other side, the things that you learn are are quite eye-opening. Navigating the healthcare system is very complex. It was for my sister and me. It is for most patients. It is for cell therapy patients. And so the easier that we can make that for them, it's really helped me see even more what is it like for a patient every step of the way, not just when they receive our therapy, but really from the time they're diagnosed to the time they post their therapy. And even we follow them 15 years post-therapy. So as we look at that data, we are continuously trying to improve that experience for both the patient and the caregiver. And that has stayed with me. You know, my, my sister was a caregiver for my mother when she died of breast cancer. I was a caregiver for her. And those learnings just continue to drive me forward and the company forward. And Kite employees are very mission-driven and every one of them are here focused on how do we cure cancer. Well, Christy, thanks so much for being with us today. It's been really interesting learning about your personal and professional journey and what you're doing to bring hope to cancer patients. Thank you. What if you had limitless access to customer insights, accelerated timelines, and set fees? At True Serum Network, we're fueled by connections in virtually every area of healthcare as part of MJH Life Sciences. The result? Audience-fed creative and more powerful content in less time. True Serum Network, releasing what's real. Find out more at truesterumntwk.com. And now it's time for this week's leadership tips from pharma execs. Hi, I'm Christy Shaw, CEO of Kite, a Gilead company. My leadership tip is to never lose sight of your mission and the focus on the patient. If you're focused on the patient, the decisions that you make from how you get your job done every day, how you help others get their jobs done every day, and how you accelerate the business are a lot easier, if I can say that, if not just easy. If you really center on the patient, your day-to-day goes beyond your individual function. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this week's Farm Exec podcast. We are always pleased to take you behind the headlines, provide expert tips from industry leaders, and give you an inside look at what the Farm Exec staff is working on. Remember, you can always find us on the web at farmexec.com, on Twitter at farmexec, on Instagram at farmexecutive, and on YouTube. The views expressed on this podcast do not reflect the views of FarmExec, its parent company, or our advertisers. For editorial questions, please email Editor-in-Chief Elaine Quilici at E-Q-U-I-L-I-C-I at MJHLifeSciences.com. And for sponsorship opportunities, please email group publisher Todd Baker at T-B-A-K-E-R at MJHLifeSciences.com.